Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Get Off the Mic. I'm your host, Mac, and I'm here with, right now, Paul and Aaron. But we are going to be joined later on by Steve. And uh, we may have a bit of a, a carousel of guests because we are currently going to be recording a double header alongside what you are right now listening to which is a live reaction to the draw for the number one pick. So as we speak, all three of myself, Aaron and Paul, are watching the NHL coverage of this draw. I mean, we're just going to react to whatever happens. This should be fun. After this, we're going to tee up, or we're actually going to recap all the play-in series. And then after that, we'll tee up what's going on in the playoffs. So this is a special episode. Uh, it'll be an extra long one, probably multiple parts. So stay tuned, guys. What are we, what are we hoping for right now? Like, for who do we want the pick to go to? I think you guys already know who I want it to go to, but... Yeah, like, biased aside, like, not considering our favorite teams or with that? No, screw it. Bias, including bias. Um, I'll start. Obviously, I, I want the Leafs. I'd be happy with, like, Nashville or Minnesota as well. Um, mm. Aaron, uh, do you have... <laughs> See, I was laughing because I'm the complete opposite. I don't want them going to... I had three teams I don't want them going to, which is... Nashville, Minnesota, and Florida. Those are the only three teams I don't want them going to. Why Nashville and Minnesota, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Florida, I agree with. It's just irrelevant to me. It's like, who does Minnesota have and who watches Minnesota for like that kind of a player to go there? No offense, Minnesota fans. How dare you? There are zero games played Kirill Kaprasov is already an NHL super. Okay. <laughs> there you, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. Minnesota to me is a no-go. Nashville, it's like they have good wingers already. Like, go away. I would say bias-wise, obviously Edmonton because McDavid, Lafreniere would just be amazing to watch. But unbiased, I think I've told you guys from day one, I think the Rangers would be an amazing team to just somehow get him. And I have that gut feeling it's going to be the Rangers or Winnipeg winning it. And Paul, because you had an interesting take uh, before we started recording. Uh, I, I would like to see him go. Winnipeg would be a really interesting one. I think that would be really cool to have him and Line A and Shifley as a line. That would be pretty gross. But I'm the opposite of Aaron. Like I think Nashville could really use him, and I wouldn't mind seeing him go there because they don't really have that star power, and they haven't ever really had that. So I think that would be a huge boost for them. Same with Minnesota. I just really hope he doesn't go, sorry, Aaron, to Edmonton, Pittsburgh, or Toronto. And you're a Toronto fan? Yep. Okay. So explain the lack of logic there. They don't deserve him. (laughs) That's simple. As we put this on, it's like the fan fan outrage meter if he goes to one of Toronto, Pittsburgh, or Edmonton. And it's just like extreme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But extreme isn't the highest critical was higher. And I think it's critical. If, if one of those three teams gets it, people are going to lose their minds. So I'm low key kind of here for that. So I I wouldn't even mind if he went to, I'd be pretty upset if he went to Edmonton, but I'm also relished in the fact that everyone would be so incredibly livid. I'm always for chaos. So like I say, I don't want him going there, but if it happens, I wouldn't be too mad. Well, you also got to think in a couple of years, like, I had this argument, or not argument, discussion with Steve where it's like, um, how would they re-sign him because of the, the cap? But they'd be so cap-strung, they'd turn into the, like the worst sense in the Leafs. 
If he goes to Edmonton? If he goes to Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to look at um, New York too. It's the same kind of thing because that they just signed Panarin to that huge deal. In a couple of years, he's going to be they're going to be cap strung as well. That's so the no problem matter- with him going to one of these playoff mm-hmm. teams already, right? Like or Minnesota, except or Minnesota. Because, yeah. You know, Parise, Suter, great thirteen-year deals. Yeah. Well, how much longer do they have? A seven. Oh God. They have seven more years. Uh, six. Uh, six. 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 <gasps> Yeah, wow. they signed in 2013. Jeez. You know, it uh, almost kind of almost literally caused that lockout. But yeah, no, this should be fun. <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll be nice to see. Just want these commercials over with, but do we think like the outrage that's going to come from this no basically no matter who it goes to is going to be significant largely because it was a team that was in the top 24. So you're getting a jump of more than 8, which is the biggest jump we've ever had. I think Philly jumped up eight once, but it was only to second. Like, is this something like, is the rage justified? Now I don't think it is because, well, I mean, what, what could you do? The placeholder team represented all the other teams. So in theory, or both in theory and in practice, the lottery draft was the same as it was every other year. Just so happened that they couldn't represent the team that won it. Hashtag sorry, Winnipeg. <laughs> but yeah, so it so like if it goes to Edmonton or seventh overall Pittsburgh, is the rage still you know there? Should it, should it be warranted? Because it definitely will still be there. Paul, you want to go for it? Yeah, I don't like if you're really gonna get so strung out on a playoff team getting the first overall pick. Like, do you like fun? Or are you just a very boring person? I understand that, like, it's maybe not fair, but we're in a pandemic. What are you supposed to do? I think they did really well with how they planned everything out. The placeholder. Aren't you okay? <laughs> I think he's crying. I'm pretty sure he's crying. Yeah. Do you like fun? But I mean, like, I don't. I don't get it. It's like, who cares, man? Oh, man. The people that are going to be mad are the equivalent to the people that scowl at bouncy <laughs> castles. Yeah. Really like fun. you said, um, this is pretty much like a normal draft. Like, maybe some teams like Pittsburgh wouldn't have been in this if the season had continued. The Leafs, you never know. They could have dropped out. Edmonton seemed pretty safe, but a lot of these teams were kind of already bubble teams. Yeah. So there's really no difference between doing it this way and having it played out like it would have been on a normal year. Boy, Gary Bettman's hair is just a mess. Yeah, I was about to say, it looks like it's been a really stressful time for him. I wonder why. (laughs) Also, like, random story that came up, uh, and it's spurred on by the fact that they showed all the GMs that that have the potential to use the pick or of the teams that are participating. Uh, yeah, the, the the Panthers just fired the GM. So now there's yeah. just a random guy on the screen who knows <laughs> who he is. Dale, so yeah, Dale Talon leaving. Do you guys... I mean, it's Florida, no so we don't really care. But yeah, he, he's pretty bad, eh? He won he a cup bad. and that was, that was enough. That was it. Yeah, that was it. No, that like, was enough to get him like 11 more the, years in the league. I think the first bad move was bringing Dave Bull and in into Florida, but you know. I remember wanting the Leafs to resign him so badly too. Well, yeah, because they gave up two second-round picks for him. I was, that, and he was pretty good, like that something like that that he played with us. 
I was hoping they would too, but then when I saw he signed for like six years at five point five million, I was like, ah. Well, we had David Clarkson already, you know, we can't commit to another one. I think my favorite part about all of that was Bolin came out and said he would take like a little bit of a hometown discount to stay in Toronto. And I think he ended up signing in Florida for like half a million more than what we offered. And everybody was like, what? So good hometown discount. Yeah. Well, I mean, he saved he us. Won, so maybe that was, he won a cup with that, right? Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Gary looks nice and trim minus the hair. Do we like Batman? Eh, I yeah. mean, like, there could be worse. He's whatever. You know what's sad? I'm pretty sure of the big four North American organizations, he's, like, number two for commissioners. Who's one? Adam Silver? Without, like, a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Yeah. He is, he's, uh, he's unmatched by, he's, like, it's, it's, there's him, then there's the Pacific Ocean, and then there's, Outer space, and then there's Gary Bettman, and close behind are Goodell and Rob Manfred. Goodell's that bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just not that good. He, he's okay. I'll give him credit that he's now third, but that's less so because he's done anything well, and more just that Rob Manfred is, <laughs> is, is a joke. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Really uh, screwed up that return to play for MLB. He called the the league trophy a hunk of metal. In response to people to a team overtly cheating. Oh, they got the briefcase. Oh, why doesn't Gary have to wear a mask? I like those. Oh boy. I kinda want them. What are they did they have to cut? Did they cut something to open the briefcase? Oh, they're doing it with these. Oh, that's actually sick. Okay, so Oh, so all it is is they're going to drop all the balls in and whichever one comes out with the logo is the winner? That's it? Yes, I love that. I love that they're just putting ping pong balls in. It's so ping much easier than balls. like the numbers system. Yep. Oh, Thank there's you. the Oilers. There you go, Aaron. Get get on in there. Drop it in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Man, he's got to have some good arm workout to hold that ping pong ball up for this. Look one. at that hand model right there. He's got like a little freckle on it, but we're not going <laughs> to That's uh I don't know how PG that is, Aaron. Oh, 17. there it goes. It's in. That's one. Right, you guys are about two seconds ahead of me. Oh, well. Yeah, I think Max ahead of both of us. I'm watching live. Are you guys watching live? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're just holding Florida, you know. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay, so you call it when Florida goes in, and I'll tell you when Florida goes in for me. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so glad the listeners get to hear this part. It's yeah. in. It's in now. All right, okay. So, oh, Minnesota just got dropped in mine. Okay, so Paul's the... I'm way ahead, apparently. Yeah. What? God damn it. Oh, That's weird. All right, Paul, when you react, don't like say team name. Why does why does it look it like there's only two GMs that look happy to be there? Jim Rutherford and Ken Holland. Because all the other ones lost. But well, yeah, and Ken Holland should be the most upset. And Dubis, honestly. Those two. Dubis, no, Dubis looks pissed. Yeah, you should be. But he's got a oh, nice beard. He just took the ball back out. What? Wait, what? What do you mean he took the ball? I think, he, I think he dropped New York by accident and picked it back up. <laughs> Wait. How far ahead are you? Oh! I don't know. Yeah, he just dropped the ball. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try it. Yeah, can you like... I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing. This is bad timing. Okay, oh, he's now holding Pittsburgh. This is, 
this is uh, we we're still watching, or I'm still on New York. This is how we watch Leaf games, by the way. Yeah, New York Rangers just got dropped. In. Has to like wait for the last people, or the whoever. So if someone's stream is like five minutes behind. You see the goal, and then you got to wait for that person to see the goal, and they'll text you being like, "Oh my god!" And you'll be like, "Yeah, I get it. Yeah, this is crazy." <laughs> Luckily for us, okay. uh, there was nothing to react to in Game Five of the. Well, I think we're on the same page now. Pittsburgh just went in on mine. Yeah, leaves. Oh, he's holding held. Pittsburgh right now. All right, tables have turned. Dubas doesn't want to be there. And who is this Florida guy? I'm so intrigued. Now he's holding Winnipeg. Did That's I miss uh, something? somebody. He he wants to drop it in. Oh, Gary gave him the the green light. I love how they're doing this live, though. They never do this live. Yeah, this is cool. I, they, there's a little bit of showmanship here. I appreciate it. Well, they got to span it another 15 minutes. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I think I'm back ahead of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's... oh, there they go. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you're ahead. Okay, yeah, you're ahead. It's, uh, he yeah, just I'm going back seven seconds. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know when he, they start spinning. Oh man, he's got a whole control panel. Looks like he's gonna blow, wow. like do with the test. Oh, oh, they they just fell in. Just dropped in for me. Oh, they're starting to go. Oh yep, my god, just going now. Oh god, I am actually nervous. I had, I'm sitting up now. It wasn't before. I'm sitting up now. So wait, does uh, it just one just get just one gets sucked up? That's it. You know, it'd be better if they did like the whoever gets again? sucked up gets eliminated, and then that's the last oh, one left. That, that would, would be pretty cool. cool. You'd know that. Milk would be that. showmanship. Oh, I'd be so oh mad god, though. They're all just hovering. That's this is so intense. Oh god, my phone's going off. Like I'm not looking. Man, I know. I know it's Twitter. I know it's Twitter. I flipped my phone. Great forehead. Yep. I have a feeling it's. Too. Oh. Oh my god, my buddy's text me. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Oh yeah, it's up. Oh god, no. Hold on, I'm still... I called it. Uh, I called it. I called it. So annoying. I called it. You did. The New I called York it, boys. Rangers. Oh, that's a... Oh, wow. They don't need it. Wow. See, that's like the worst case for me because like it's not even like... It's not all that chaos. Like, it's not... No team chaos in there, because they were low enough that this somewhat is justified, but they also have a pretty stacked farm system, so it's just like... But it's also they jumped up to get Capo last year, too. Yeah. Wow. Great. Oh, well. Look at how... He's just like, all right. Sick. Well, at least they did, like, a good showman type of thing. And that it didn't go to Edmonton. That's pretty good. Wow. Okay. Well, that is our live reaction. Wow. I don't think Paul's spoken for like a couple minutes here. I'm still contemplating whether I like this or not. I like it. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, and that's like the worst part. I wish it was like, I don't know, I wish it was something that I cared about or, or just totally hated. Oh, well. All right. I don't know. Well, like, it's so mediocre. Well, like, okay, let's... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for the next part. I'm gonna save this for the next part. No, yep. no. So you we will be back in moments to you 
Um, and uh, we'll break this down and get into the, the play-in series. And welcome back. Yeah, we just did the live reaction, and now we're joined with Bye 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 Steve. We still got the original three here with us. So now that we've had a couple minutes to digest this, Aaron, what 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 do we think about this? I, okay, uh, before actually I throw to you, there are two things we should acknowledge. One, yes, the NHL is rigged. They did want Lafreniere to go to the biggest U.S. market. And two, yes, Aaron did call it. I did call it. <laughs> so Rangers, Aaron, they got Lafreniere probably. What do you think? I mean, I I like it. They haven't re- like I don't know, man. It's going to be a big change there. Like they're like they just said it on TV. Jeff Gordon's done a great job, but you also got to think that they jumped up to number two, and then this year they jumped to number one. I think it opens so many options for their lineup, even potential trades. Like, oh, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. And uh, let's hear your beautiful voice, Steve, because I know you've actually. Somewhat warmed up to the to the Rangers over the season. You've really liked. Uh, Hello, yeah. What they've done. So, what? Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the Rangers getting the pick? Well, I'm I'm really I really like what Jeff Gordon's been doing with the team. I think he's they're on the right path. And honestly, this is just it makes them a really dangerous team. Um, having Panarin as your first line left wing and then Lafreniere as your second, that's going to be dangerous. You have Zabanajad at center, but I think uh, I think where they need to work on now is center depth. I, I think you're right there. They do have Zabanajad, who I, I think is genuinely going to be a superstar if if he isn't already. Um, and they got Philip Chittle there as well, who I guess is okay. Um, Paul, what what, what, do you, what do we think about New York? Uh, I'm kind of on the same page as Steve. Like I've always thought Gordon's done a really good job with that team. Their rebuild was extremely quick, efficient. This is just catapults them even further ahead. And I, again, I don't really care. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about the lineups and all that. I really just wanted, like, fun, something fun. Like and this wasn't really seen. fun. It was, it's like, ah, uh, okay. It, yeah, it was, it was just fine. It seemed yeah. like it wasn't terribly unfair because they were, what, 24? third or 22nd or 21st or something so it isn't like a huge jump like pittsburgh from seventh that would have been so fun but it's it's something that's for sure uh we won't we won't spend too much time on this since we did the live reaction and all that but one thing that i did want to uh kind of address was something aaron was actually just talking about is there a package where sending caco away and picking up a bonafide superstar makes sense yep so Aaron, let's let's get some expansion because you had a couple ideas uh, as to who uh, Kako could be packaged away with to to get some people. So again, for me, I've always, I, I even to you guys and other people, I've attested that New York was gonna New York or Winnipeg was gonna win this. I was leaning towards New York just for whatever reason. I and New York has a good amount of prospects and a good amount of cap that's gonna be available in the next couple of years. And who's the one bona fide superstar that's had like main issues in the NHL? It's kind of Connor like, McDavid, yes. Close, Jack Eichel. But like, I think if you can make a package with Capo, the Carolina pick that they got for Brady Shea, uh, they have a ton of prospects, as Steve said, like or you said as well, that 
that off uh, off the podcast that they have a really good depth system and they have two goals. I can't even watch that game. Yeah. Just one thing quickly to add to that before you keep going. I am yeah. pretty sure that New York also gets the Leafs first round pick for that Brady Shea deal and I and it's confirmed that it's 13th overall. I'm pretty it, sure that's the condition. They got the It's the lower of the two picks. Lower of the two, which I believe would be Toronto now, right? Cuz no, Carolina still Carolina's. plays. Oh, lower as in oh, okay, it's either sorry, Toronto no. or Carolina. So wherever Carolina ends up, that's what they get. Okay, sorry. That's okay. But yeah, that would be that would be my pa- my package would be like Capo, one of D'Angelo or Fox, probably D'Angelo, like Fox. You'd have to start with that, and then you throw that first round pick, maybe a goalie. Like you have so many options to get it, and if you have imagine a, a top six of Lafreniere, Eichel, Panarin, Zabanajad, and you just build on that, like oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I mean, unfortunately, they also do have an incredible goalie prospect. Obviously, they got some good defense prospects as well and young defensemen. Yeah, we'll have to revisit that uh, who wins the Stanley Cup over oh. the next 10 years because I think uh, New York Rangers have entered the conversation alongside teams like Ottawa and uh, L.A. for strongest farm systems. But nevertheless, I guess we will move on here uh, because <laughs> – we didn't forget about you listeners. It was just that the playing series was moving too quick. Any podcast anyone did was basically irrelevant the next day because of how crazy this all was. So we're going to talk about all the series now. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Do you guys want to start with some of the hotter uh, series or should we ease into those? Let's ease into them. All right. We will start out west. Let's start with the Flames and uh, the Jets. So the Flames knocked out Winnipeg in four games. But one of the biggest storylines coming out of this series was about 10 minutes in. Kachuk has an unfortunate hit on uh, Shifley, which basically takes him out for the series. Turns out he's going to be okay long term. But Paul Maurice says that there is a mysterious camera angle that proves that Kachuk tried to sever uh, Shifley's Achilles. Um... That's eh. a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's just Paul Maurice trying to influence player safety. I think there is maybe a bit of a tactic there of when the coach talks about it, the players, you know, are asked about it less. Therefore, they can focus a little more on the game and as opposed to other distractions and all that. This seemed a little extreme. That is quite the uh, indictment of a player to be saying that they're trying to end someone's career. that uh, That's pretty strong. Um, so I guess we can all agree that, A, this mysterious file or video doesn't exist, and B... I'm pretty sure the, NHL came out and said that there was no other angle. So or someone said. <laughs> that all but confirms it. Uh, and that Kachuk had no genuine malice in the hit. I mean, it looked pretty harmless. It seemed just unlucky more than anything. But the Flames... They looked pretty good. And Aaron, Cam Talbot, showing his Edmonton days, are still with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of goaltending in a series? Don't worry, we'll get to that. But yeah, Talbot provided uh, Vesna-level uh, goaltending. What did he have, a 974, I think, through the four games? He was unbelievable. Something crazy. And to everyone's surprise, he significantly outplayed Vesna candidate Connor Hellebuck. So Steve, is Hellebuck washed? 
I'm kidding. No. But um, I know a couple of us actually had picked Winnipeg for this series. Are we, what do we, what do we think went, went wrong with them here? Is it, is it just as obvious as losing Line A and Shifley in the first game? I think that's a big part of it. I also think that from what we'd seen from the Flames before, like in the regular season, this wasn't the same team. Yeah, like they, I think that's safe to say yeah. as well. They they had a they had a rough year and then they turned it on and became what they should be in the play in the playing round. Hmm. I think I think it just comes down to defense too, right? Like Winnipeg lost a lot of defense, a lot of defense. They yeah. lost Bufflin, they lost Truba, they lost uh, who else? Am I missing? Myers. Myers, thank you. That's big. And you replaced it with Neil Pionk. He's not. He's a very good defenseman, but he's not one, two, or three of those. And then you just look at the Flames defense, Giordano, Brody, Hamnick. Not sorry, Hamnick wasn't playing. Even in the regular season, though, like the depth that they have at the back end, they went out and they got Fantenberg, pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, like... Custison? Yep, or, yes, they also Custison, got out. Like, yep. Like, they, they, it's, to me, it was the defense. The defensive aspect that Winnipeg didn't have. And like you said, thank you for pointing that out. Cam Talbot had a great series. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. I was happy to. Um, yeah no this is definitely a different Flames team we saw they were pretty energetic they were hard hitting and I'll be honest Milan Lucic did not look terrible like yeah I mean he's always terrible (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even mean to that time my bad but he is always a terrible skater he actually chipped in with a goal he had a couple fights and the fights were actually useful he didn't he wasn't too much in the box outside of that you know he did something like they just seem to come together. I think if they can, you know, make this work, they can at the very least get through the next round and uh, maybe even put up a fight for the semifinals and the conference finals. Um, so we'll move on and we'll start off with Paul. Cause I know I skipped you there, <laughs> Arizona and Nashville. I also wanted to go to you first because our pick mine and yours of Arizona was, was, was joked upon. We were ridiculed for it. And here we stand triumphant. What do you make of what had to be the second least interesting series? Aaron, I told you so. I <laughs> Thank you for the support and sound effects. I was like always confident in picking Arizona. I really don't think Nashville's a good team anymore. I think after that oh. cup run, they just don't seem like they have it. A lot and of their the signings the after where they won the president's trophy after those two years. Yeah. But, but now it's just, it seems like it's a mess over there. Like Duchesne, he had a decent scratch. series at the end. Uh, he wasn't actually scratched. So that was, uh, yeah, that was, oh, well, that, that tells you how much I watched it. And he scored, I think in that game as well. Oh. Yeah. But, he scored in the final. Shout out to Keith. Yeah. So he came back with an okay couple games at the end. But for the most part, he didn't seem like he had it going. Their forwards are just not good. Yeah. And Arizona, I think I, they came out, they had something to prove. A lot of those guys felt like, you know, you know, they were a better team than how the standings showed. They had lots of injury problems. Kemper is an unbelievable goalie. Having him healthy was huge. Hall knows that this is, you know, big for him. He hasn't been in the playoffs for a very long time. The one year with New Jersey, he wants to win something. So he was fired up. Kessel, you know, is always going to produce in the playoffs. They just had more weapons, and I think they're just overall a more complete team than Nashville is right now. 
I find trouble disagreeing with you. Um, I think it is worth mentioning that for the most part, uh, Arizona was pretty well outplayed. Uh, Nashville kind of controlled the play for the most part, but their big guns stepped up when they needed to. But more, most importantly, uh, is Darcy Kemper one of, one of, if not the best goalie in the league? Definitely one of. Yeah, I don't think he's the best, but he's definitely in that conversation now. Well, Nicholas Jalmerson, noted three-time Stanley Cup champion of pseudo-dynasty Chicago Blackhawks, said that Darcy Kemper is the best goalie he has ever had on a team. Yeah, it's not really saying much. Hey, Corey Crawford was pretty good. Two teams? Yeah, who else did he, he had Crawford and was he on the team when Yemi was the winner? Maybe. Yeah, in Yemi. Nah. You okay? So, <laughs> 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 yeah, we have a lot of reaction to this series. Steve or uh, Aaron, do you guys have any thoughts on being so incredibly wrong? <laughs> um, I just want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I said it first. Go ahead. Okay. Apply. Um, well, we're Canadian. So I would like to say, Paul, I was wrong. Hey, but, I was. You were wrong to me too. But I was more. I was more like into it with Paul, much yeah, like right. I was in the group chat with you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still. If I went back and I looked at my picks, could I? Would I choose Arizona again? Probably not. It, <laughs> like I. I don't know. My it was my gut. That's all I'm going to say to That's it. That's fair. My well, gut, your gut wrong. may have proven you right. For the lottery draft, but not in obviously the high stakes gambling of Arizona versus. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I'm going to throw it back to the first uh, first podcast we ever did, and you said the my my expertise was young players in the draft. That's all I'm saying. I don't know playoff formats. I know the draft. <laughs> I don't believe in regrets, but maybe you might change my mind. And Steve, <laughs> Steve, you had something to say here. Yeah, the one thing that I think is preventing Nashville from being that team that they were a few years ago is they have no offense. They, they have no, no finishing. They have like when two of your defensemen are some of the top scorers on your team, there might be an issue. Yep. To be fair, I'm pretty sure Cali Yarncroke is finished. Oh, good point. <laughs> we'll move on. I hate everything about this. A <laughs> <laughs> bad. Uh, next, the series that most of us probably fell asleep through, uh, Minnesota and Vancouver. So Minnesota opened with a pretty dominating 3 nothing shutout victory. Um, and from there, I guess it just kind of fell apart. It was weird. I didn't really think Vancouver played all that well. Minnesota just didn't play better. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say this about this, uh, this, this playing round. I didn't realize that Minnesota was in it until like yesterday. So that's all I'm going to say about this. this <laughs> the Canucks versus Wild. As long as we're all being honest, I don't think I watched a single second of that series. You didn't watch the replay? No, I don't think. When he I did not. Just undressing the Wild? No. Um, I just saw the pictures of him looking like apathetic after the goal. Yeah, he, he looked sad. He felt bad. Um, so obviously West Coast uh, is, is a little tough to watch for us, but for the most part, uh, whoever won this series basically got the right to lose in the next round. I don't really see Vancouver doing much there, but we'll talk about that later. And next, uh, I think I think we'll just leave the floor open for a discussion about the Chicago-Edmonton series that before I hand it over, <laughs> I would be remiss not to say that we called it. <laughs> 
We titled it an episode. Chicago would beat the Edmonton Oilers. Now, for analysis on this series, (laughs) I throw it over to my Edmonton correspondent, Aaron. Take it away, buddy. (laughs) Um, Well, where do I begin? First of all, Adam Larson not playing the last two games. Atrocious. You suck it up and you play. Okay. Connor McDavid, you can only carry a team so much, bud. This this is where you walk into management and you're like, you know what? Forget everybody else. Trade them. Keep Leon. Everybody else. Smell ya. Now this is where you walk in and demand a trade. No, 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 no. He runs the franchise. If he wants Dylan Strom on his team and they're like, yeah, we want Ryan Nugent Hopkins at first, he can turn around and be like, I want it. Do it. It's his franchise. He can do whatever he wants. Why would you leave? Like, no, I wouldn't demand a trade because then it leaves. No, I would say, this is what I want. I'm running the show. So, Connor McDavid will never hear this podcast in his life, but he should do that. Walk in, run the show because God forbid they do anything besides give the puck to Leon Dreisaitl and then have him barely back check or have Connor McDavid go end to end and just, it, it just irks, it irks me. Chris Russell throwing his body in front of every shot, and he's just laying there. Doesn't play defense, just block shots, you know, like, cool. Great stat to have, but you're useless in every other sense of the game. $4 million, great. Really well spent. Goaltending. Goaltending. Quick insert. Is um, Mike Smith the best puck handling uh, goaltender in the league? <laughs> <laughs> Does his playoff stats from 10 years ago make him the best playoff goaltender ever? Back to you, Aaron. Just so stupid (laughs) how bad can you be like i'm always an advocate you know it's okay you can come back next game it'll it'll be better you know oh bad goal bad goal you can't you can't do anything it was atrocious to watch there was a point i think when they when they when they lost the first game i just couldn't i couldn't do it when they went down five i I was just like no i can't i can't when the greatest puck handling goalie passed the puck to the other team it was oh my god this I is, just want to say it was worse. great. It was great a- to be playing with Aaron while this game was happening. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! I, this this was worse as an Edmonton fan than losing in seven to the Ducks. This was five hundred times worse. I as they lost to Chicago, as the series ended, I sat there with my head in my hands, almost in tears, because Mac even texted me this or, or mentioned this. I. You let Jonathan Taves, old man Taves, run your show. Just let that, that sink experience. in. Let that yeah, sink in. I, I do like Taves. Let that, just let that sink in. <laughs> let that sink in. What do you want now? He outplayed the best player in the world. <laughs> and everybody, and Darnell Nurse comes out and says, yeah, we're disappointed. No, <laughs> I'm disappointed for you. In conclusion, Edmonton, <laughs> just like Paul said about the Leafs, I'm still a fan. Always will be. Get your <laughs> together. Sincerely, Aaron. All right. This is an important question that we need to discuss. Is Dominic Kubalik better than Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> Consensus says yes. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. One more point oh, to add. Yeah, yeah, two years. Works. Two years straight of two guys getting over 100 points in the regular season. No playoffs. That's, that's you guys don't make a team. Well, apparently they do in the regular season. Pierre Dorian knows what a team is. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, no, you, uh, you guys got beat because they had a full team. And to be quite frank, uh, Corey Crawford was great. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Good analysis. I liked that. All right. All right. Well, we'll let Aaron stew in his anger as we move over to the east. And no, we're not going to address the elephant in the room yet. Let's let it sit there and on the floor for a little bit. Let's go. Let's go, New York Islanders and Florida Panthers. Um, hot take: Florida is was by far the worst team to show up. Right. Worse than the I'm gonna be honest again. I didn't watch a second of this series either. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> really, I had zero. It no part of me was like, like, hmm. I wonder if I should turn on the New York Islander Florida Panther game. I did have the final game on in the background while I was working, and I only looked back at it twice in like an hour and a half before I just turned it off. We are so diehard I hockey fans. Do not be I, mistaken. I think I was talking to Steve about this the other day too. I, we were talking about like the most entertaining players to watch. And yeah, I, and, we, and I said my number one. And I think we all can attest to this is McKinnon. It's just something about him. It's not even like a because McDavid's like a given. I'm yeah. saying other than him, McKinnon for me is number one, and Barzal's number two. Bar, there's just something about watching him play. It's just it's fascinating. It just it's captivating for me. So I love watching the Islanders play just for that fact. And yes, I know what Max Max comment is. Isn't it great that he was an Oilers pick that was traded for Griffin Reinhardt? I think about that every day. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say my favorite player to watch outside of McDavid is Chris Russell because every time he lays down a block of shot, I just get injected with with testosterone and excitement and all that. So you're welcome. Yeah. So um, now Barry Trotz is the best coach in the basically the in the 21st century, in my opinion. I don't really think there's too much competition. And uh, he, whoa! I heard, I heard some whispers. Someone I think Quenville has some. Uh... Mike Babcock. Just, I'm, I'm totally kidding. That you're giving me flashbacks, Aaron. Barry Trotz basically by himself beat the Panthers, which is not altogether surprising. And but it, what may be surprising is that Steve says Quenville after he got out coached. I mean, Quenville. Like you said, you said the 20th century. I mean, Quenville with uh, Chicago. Hey, hey, Trotz with Washington. There is merit to Quenville, absolutely. I mean, isn't he the second to, or the second leader in wins for coaches ever, or something? I like think that? so. I think so. I think Barry Trotz is unbelievable. So we we won't waste too much more breath on that series. It was a series. Also, uh, Bob very bad. That's my my million dollars. He, he wasn't like like he was bad. terrible. I don't know. I didn't watch anything, so like I really. Can't even I don't, say, but all the like highlights I saw of him getting goals scored on him looked really bad. I don't think he's the reason they lost entirely. He wasn't. But no, he w- He could have been. So he wasn't the reason they lost, but he was. He was also part of the reason they didn't win. You know what I mean? That is perfectly said because I thought of another goaltender in the exact same way. Okay, so I, I presume that'll be part of a yes. Shakespearean monologue yes. that we'll be hearing in a short while. Let's go to Carolina and the Rangers. It's always fun to see racists get pantsed. Um, it's even more fun. You absolutely <laughs> love to see it. Yeah, when when Aho dangle. Oh, that was beautiful. The Rangers didn't really show up. Zibanejad played pretty well, actually. I thought he was the best player on the team. Uh, Panarin was not his normal self. Don't really know why. They didn't really have much other than that. I think the big takeaway here is a. Carolina is a monster. Yes. And B, is this the end for Lundquist in New York? It's sad, but I think it is. 
you've got Shesterkin and Georgiev, unless you trade one of them, like what's Hank going to do? Is he going to just be the third goalie in? I don't think he wants that. He can still play. He really didn't play like he didn't play all that bad in the first two games. No, no. I would say more. It was more the fact that New York's defensemen just stayed home. They, they, they. There was the equivalent of them just not having come to the bubble. Do we see a Hank trade or a Hank buyout here in the offseason? That's tough because I don't. You don't want to buy him out because well, like, a buyout would not all that like. Specifically monetarily, I don't know if that's where you're going. I presume not since I've interrupted now, but uh, since he's only got a year left, it really wouldn't be all that uh, difficult to buy him out. No, it's it's not the money. It's more of like just respect. Like I know it's a business, but that guy's been the face of your franchise for years. To end it like that is very, very bitter. But trading him, you probably have to retain salary anyway. So money is going to be there regardless of what happens. And I think normally I would say keep him and trade Gorgiev, but with a year left, you're probably not going to resign him. And then what do you do as your backup? Like if you keep Gorgiev and Shesterkin, you know you have a really good young one-two punch. So it's tough, but I hope they don't buy him out just because you know you feel for the guy. Yeah, the only way I do see them buying him out is if, he does obviously want to go somewhere else to chase the cup, somewhere where he can either be a backup or even a, a tandem starter. And frankly, no one just wants to take his salary because it's $8 million. So that's the only It's a mutual way. thing. Yeah, then. that's fine. The only way I see him buying them out is a mutual thing. Yeah. Well, can I, uh, can I make a little suggestion or a point? Yeah. The Buffalo Sabres have Linus Olmark as an RFA this year. So maybe they're looking for a nice backup goalie and can eat some cap when they trade, oh, I don't know, uh, Jack Eichel to the New York Rangers. Just the ultimate disrespect is trading Lundqvist to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Trade him to Florida before you do that. Good Lord. <laughs> um, Florida with Bobrovsky and Lundqvist. <laughs> he wants to be a starter? That's where he's going. Our second last series here. Well, actually, he might be a low-key good fit in Edmonton because, you know, your goalies suck. Uh, second last series. <laughs> I protested the fact that everyone protested about Carey, like getting Carey Price. Carey Price is not the same goalie he was. He's not the best goalie in the league. He isn't even top 10. And, well, never mind. Screw me, right? Yeah, the <laughs> Penguins got Carey Price pretty well. Um, they got Carey Price and Shea Weber, Jeff Beatrie, Ben Chirac. Oh, my God. So, that, yeah, this series was won by a goaltender and three defensemen, which is pretty embarrassing. It is pretty embarrassing. So, yeah, like this is this is the most shocking outcome, right? I mean, we did literally predict Chicago over Edmonton. So Montreal over Pittsburgh in four games is the most shocking one. It's like you yeah. said on the one where we were doing our predictions. I remember you saying they're kind of those two series were very similar, but also very different. You said Edmonton, you can see getting upset because of the veteran leadership of Chicago. They've been there, done that. But then on the other side, we said, or you said, with Pittsburgh, it's the same thing. They've been there. They've done that. There should be no upset. And so for me, that is by far the most shocking series so far. Yeah, Because Montreal's not a very good team. No. Well, I'm just going to throw this right back to what Steve said to me, too. And even what Paul did, like, he put something in our group chat where it was, you can put bets uh, or like it was like some website. I forget what website it was. Um, anyway, Steve, Steve and I were talking about this too, and Steve was like, "Yeah, the website Paul put it in the group chat has Montreal winning." I was like, "Oh, 
I said this with confidence. I was like, Oh, oh I, yeah, I'd take this. I'd take that right now that they won't win. Put the money on Pittsburgh. You're going to get your money back. Boy, was I wrong. I haven't done the tally yet, but it should be noted that I, in our betting series that I'm still holding on to and that we'll have to address pretty soon because uh, we have the next rounds to deal with. I did put $5 on Montreal. So eat my shorts. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, last but not least, call them Dumbo. We're addressing the elephant. We actually have a short lineup. Very few guys. First, it should be noted that I basically will not be speaking, and neither will Aaron. We're actually going to open up with a fine introduction from Gaudi staff writer Steve. Steve, the floor is yours. Let me just start off by saying. As a Leafs fan, I'm disappointed. I'm even more disappointed now that we've also missed out on Lafreniere. There was something wrong with this year from the start. Whether that's the initial acquisition of Cody Cece, Barry not being what he was touted as, or really just injuries or whatever, the season didn't start as as the season didn't go as as anybody thought it would. It was it was pretty bad. Um, I think this is a disappointing outcome. Outcome especially getting shut out in the game five. I'm, and I was, I was pretty bummed about it. And, and I, I did talk to Mac a, a decent amount uh, after the game. And I just want to say that all of the people trade in Marner, trade in everyone, it's reactionary. You still want a 90 point winger on your team. Uh, I think there is some merit to the fact that he has only produced one even strength point in uh, even strength point, I think, yeah, in uh, the playoffs since uh, in the last few years. I think there are some legitimate criticisms of that. You're not trading any of the top four. And with that, Paul, the floor is yours. Steve, you said all the right things, which I hate because you're probably far more level-headed than I am. But that was an embarrassment. That was far worse than any other series I have ever witnessed. You cannot get shut out twice in a series when you're supposed to be this offensive juggernaut of a team. It's always offense before defense with this team. That was your specialty, and you failed to do it. Now, I had said to Mac after this series last night, obviously I was very heated, and I still am, but this was more disappointing than any other series but not surprising. We kind of saw this coming because this team has proven time and time again, year after year, that they cannot get it done. You cannot come back next season with this team. There needs to be consequences. Now, I originally said, screw it, blow it up, start over. If your name isn't Tavares or Matthews, you're not safe. And I had said, trade Anderson, because although he put up outstanding numbers in this series, he let in some crappy goals that deflated the team. Yes, yes, you need to score because he only let in one or bad, two bad goals a game. You still have to score to win. So it's not solely on Anderson, but he time and time again lets in that bad goal that just deflates everything. It happened last year in Boston Game 7. It happened this year, uh, the last Game 5 and Game 1. So I said trade him. Trade Janssen. Trade Marner. He's making $11 million. You wanted the big boy bucks? Show up. I don't care about your 94 points and how you're one of the best playmakers in the league. You don't score goals, sorry, and you don't show up in the playoffs. He had how many points 
this playoffs? Does anybody know? Four, but one was uh, a primary point. He Thank had you. Three secondary assists. How many did William Nylander have? Four. Uh, Nylander had four I'll points, two goals, four. two assists. And two of them were goals. Exactly. What I would rather prefer the guy who's scoring goals and getting primary points than a guy who's getting secondary points and he's making $11 million. Now, I understand I was very upset. I was very angry. I do not think you should trade Mitch Marner. And I'm not going to go out and trade William Nylander. But can you bring this team back? No. Do I think that they should blow it up anymore? No. Maybe that was a slight overreaction. But you have to do something here, Kyle Dubas. And I'm putting it on the record. I like Dubas. I think he's done a lot of good things. He unfortunately had to clean up some of Lou's stuff, which cost us now a 13th overall pick in the draft to get rid of Marlowe. He had to do these things. You can't blame him on some of these things. Did he overpay for some of the players? Sure, maybe, but he's done some good. I will defend the Kadri trade even now. It did backfire. Barry, like Steve said, was absolutely not who he was touted to be. But in the moment, at the time, he was addressing a need. I will defend it even though it blew up in our faces. But you have to do a complete rehaul of that decor. It is clear as day. It is not good. Nobody looked good except for Jake Muzzin, who unfortunately got injured. I'm glad he's okay. He's our best defenseman. And Morgan Riley took on a lot of responsibility, and he looked good this series. One of the few players that actually did show up. So unless you are those two, I say get rid of them all. Paul looked horrendous without Jake Muzzin. And you're going to pay him $2 million to be what? Your safety net with Jake Muzzin? I don't think no. so. Travis Dermott, he looked good. But what is he going to be on this team? You have... Like I said, Muzz and Riley, obviously your top two guys, they play on the left side. You have Sandin, who's going to be a very good player. He's probably going to play on your left side. Do you try Travis Dermott on the right? How many more chances is this guy going to get? I like him, but you got to do something. Something needs to give with this team because it's getting ridiculous that time and time again, we have to sit there and watch them implode and not show up when it counts. So there's got to be some changes. That's all I'm going to say. Can I just add something to that? Because that was really well no. said. And I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All I'm saying, I would like to add something too after. All I was going to say was, I think you can tell, not even from, you can understand where the Leafs fans are coming from because it's been 15 years. And I was going to attest to the Steve Dangle podcast. Everything Paul said was what he said exactly. You got to revamp You just got to revamp the decor on the right side reimagine it for Dermot he's got to go man I've, I've said this to you guys day in day out he has Jake Gardner syndrome unreliable he could be great one minute and then cost you the next I don't know why Marinchin got extended in January he'll be back don't forget that well for the love of God I didn't even want to get into that I didn't even want to think about him anymore him and Cody CC which I'll give CC a little bit of credit he actually didn't look but CC's horrible. gone CC's gone thank goodness I don't have to see Barry CC in a Leafs uniform again, and I'm hoping Marincin is the same. But I'm, all I'm going to say was, this is where my point was in our group chat, and why, And I'm not going to get back into that because we're going to move past <laughs> it, but Paul hit the, the nail on the head where it's, you have $7 million versus $11 million in much Mitch and Willie. Do I, but then the one thing is, you, everybody here is saying, do you blow it up? No, no, no. Everybody's saying no. But you've shown already in three straight years that your team can't compete in any of them. They can't. And they've had three different D cores, the same forward core, 
and the same goalie who fans say should be in for a Vesna, at least nominated one or two, one of two of those years, but doesn't show up. Freddie's got to go. The D has to go. The forwards, like Paul said, shut out twice, and you're this offensive juggernaut. Have to go. I agree. The only two players on this roster, you could even put Riley on there. The only two to three players that are safe: Riley, Matthews, Tavares. And yes, I think there has to be, has to be something huge. That whether that be Nylander, whether that be Marner, it has to happen. Steve, uh, I just want to say, like, you have to remember, CC and Barry are gone, and in you have coming in, you have Sandin, you have Lilligren, and I think his name's Lekkinen. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. Finnish guy. Yeah, yeah. The, so you Finish have Bobby Orr. Exactly. You have those three defensemen coming in. You have whatever moves that are coming in the offseason. That being said, I think one of Kapanen or Janssen are gone. Janssen has to go. Has to go. Yeah, can I say one more thing before we, like, if we're going to move on from this? <laughs> like, I know I, I just yelled and screamed, and that was to get it off my chest, and it needed to be done. And it's true. Like, there needs to be changes. I am now obviously more level-headed. I don't think you do trade Willie or Marner yet. I think this was a very, very odd season. It, like Steve said, it just didn't, it just didn't happen at the beginning, and it just never got going. It was always something. So I hate to do this because I don't feel like they deserve it, but I will give them benefit of the doubt of this being a very odd season. Dubis, he pretty much fixed, or not fixed, but he got rid of, all of Lou's bad contracts, even if it cost him, he got it done. This is now 100% his team. There's no now like prior things he has to deal with. This is all uh, his team. It is now he brought in his guy to coach this team. Babcock's gone. That's it. I think you give them one more year as a collective to try and do it one more time without moving the big guys. I still think you have to trade, like you said, a Kapanen a Janssen, you still need to fix that D. Like, that you cannot just leave alone. I know it's a flat cap. It's going to be tough, but you have to. And, again, I love this team. I really do. I love all the players. I'd be sad if any one of them left, but eventually something has to give here. They will not be a contender if they stick with this same team year after year. All right. I'm glad uh, (laughs) we had a good venting session here. I feel better. Good. You should. Um, I will take the last word here because there is something that I think... You said you were going to talk! I think that's the loudest you've ever been in this call. So I guess aggressive. get everything off our chest. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I agree with everything everyone said, or at the very least I don't disagree, um, but the thing I take away most from the series is that uh, you don't pay, don't, don't pay for goaltending. Eunice Corpusalo is nuts. Oh my god. And he had a very makes, good series. He makes a million bucks. And Merzlikens makes a million bucks. They have a tandem of two of the best goaltenders in the league this year who make less than $2 million. <laughs> I'm, I trade Freddie Anderson. On that, Merzlikens might be injured. Yeah. Yeah, he's and, out indefinitely. Hey, we're, uh, we're, not, we're not talking about that yet. We, we're coming <laughs> up soon. That's oh, coming up right. soon. But that is the play in round... It sucked for all of us as fans, but uh, it was still a lot of fun. Uh, Before we move on to the playoff series, I do want to ask you guys one last question. Do we think that this should stay? Or should there be a modification to 
the system because let's be honest, that Friday elimination day where there was six elimination games, which did include the Leafs uh, three goal comeback in four minutes, which they you know subsequently squandered two days later. But that was exciting. That was so much fun. Do should we see something like this uh, be integrated into the NHL in the future years? Mm, no, I no. Oh, 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 no! Yeah, sure, no, no. Yeah. Um, you have like it's exciting. Like you have all these all these teams that wouldn't have made it otherwise. But that's also the thing. You have Montreal and Chicago who are now going on to the second round. Montreal had a zero point, or what was it like a zero point two five percent chance of making the playoffs? Like that yeah. just proved that they didn't have the have have it in them to make the playoffs normally. And then you give them this chance. That being said, the Leafs had a 0.0025% chance of winning game four. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that it's not possible, but it's if, they, if, if, if they're going to do it, because if this would be in a regular 82-game season, they would have done it. I think it could be fun to have a, a, like a three-game series for seven versus 10 and eight through nine. Um, in part because the NHL needs revenue, especially in the coming years. So more playoff games should be encouraged on their business end. Um, and as we you know, get Seattle into the league, having half the league make it is a nice and tidy number. But, I mean, it is pretty exciting with a lot of teams in the playoffs. I, think- I, don't, I don't hate the idea of like a wild card type thing. Like you yeah. said, with like the seven, ten, eight, nine, but not to the extent of where you have like five not, and yeah. six and stuff. Yeah, no, not 24. 24 does seem excessive, but 20? I could get on board with 20. To be honest, 24 kind of seemed excessive for these two. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, to be honest, loved the play-ins. It's just like the five-game series. that It was just like you never knew what could happen, right? Like, we talked about the upsets. I loved it. And then I, love, I also love the reseeding, where it's not the in-division one plays wild card, two plays three, that you always get the same matchups. Seriously, I do. I do like their that. that. I do, pardon. Thank God they abandoned that. You're totally right. I like. I like. Coming into this, everybody thought, "Oh, Toronto's playing Boston." You know, if they beat Columbus, then it's going to be the same. But even then, with the reseeding, they weren't. It's different. Do so. Do I like what the format that they've been doing? Yes, I think Mac, you're 100 right with the three to five games. Make that a series to get a, a wild card then have the reseedings, and, but just work the numbers out better. I like this system a lot better than what they have where it's one plays second wild card, dot, 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 dot. So playoff format-wise, I like it a lot better, but just the numbers have to be figured out when Seattle comes in for that round number. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see some, ca- some changes or some sort of you know, amendment to the old system. Because this was this was a lot of fun, and I think people tended to enjoy it. And with no fans, probably for the foreseeable or foreseeable future, uh, they, something will have to give here. But with that, we will move on to the second part of our podcast, where instead of looking at the past, we gaze into the future and make more incorrect projections. As I continue to bet against Gary Price, be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice. 